Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Just when you... Thought it couldn't get any worse for the Tampa Bay Bucks. They pull out a jackhammer and they dig about six feet deeper than rock bottom. Welcome into the Rick and Tom podcast. Tom Jones, Rick Stroud from the Tampa Bay Times. We are live. Well, we always are live, but we're live at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome in New Orleans as we're recording this podcast. We're going to get into the Gators and all that college stuff uh, later on in the week as we uh, as we start to look back at the Gators and the disaster they become. But we have another disaster to cover first, Rick, and that's the Tampa Bay Bucks. They lose on Sunday 30-10 to 10 in a game that, quite frankly, didn't even feel as close as that. Rick, there was so much promise, so much hope for this season, and I'm trying to think of the last time I can remember a season this disappointing for the Tampa Bay Bucks. Well, yeah, you got to go way back. I mean, you're talking, you know, post-Super Bowl, 2003 or thereabouts um it's just look there were a lot of expectations and, and a good reason for them um their nine and nine and seven record last year third year and Jameis winston a quarterback some some pieces that they added that uh, you know should have made them better and today was the wheels falling off tom i mean this was as yeah i'm i'm totally embarrassed by it and i would i would hope that the players are embarrassing would be the word that dirk cutter used yeah, and and I think you know in every way and in, in, in every phase of the football. I mean, you know, they they have a punt block. They can play defense. They give up thirty points again for the fourth time this year on the road. Um, they don't score a touchdown, you know, until late in the fourth quarter. And so now the last five games during this winning streak, I think they've had a combined sixteen points in the first half. Think about that combined in five games. Uh, and Dirk Cutter, quite frankly, looked like a guy that is expecting, you know, to have an anvil fall on his head at some point because, you know, he, he'll gladly take responsibility, but he really doesn't know what, what to do to fix it. And, oh, by the way, if that wasn't bad enough, yes, Jameis Winston took another hit on his shoulder, and this time he did have to come out of the game after a half. You mentioned Dirk Cutter and being a guy that looks like a handvil is about to fall on his head. And we'll, and we'll get into in a little bit because uh, I had a column in Tampa Bay Times about whether or not Dirk's should lose his job at this point. I know a lot of people are calling for it. We'll get into that in just a few moments. But, Rick, I, d- I did want to go back to the Jameis Winston injury. Again, he got pounded into the ground on, a on I thought, actually a borderline play. That could have been actually a penalty on the play. But he got he sort of got wrapped up. He could not put his arm out to sort of protect his fall. And that right shoulder was driven into the ground. And, Rick, every time somebody asks Jameis Winston, usually you, about his injury and is it getting worse and ask Dirk Cutter, can he hurt it worse? And everybody keeps saying the same thing, that the doctors assure everybody, well, he can't do any more damage to it. All I know, Rick, is every time he falls to the ground on that shoulder, he gets up and he doesn't look like the same quarterback again. Yeah, and it's getting to be, to me, um, you know, like it takes less and less of a hit uh, for him to feel that. And and that's, to me, an indication that it can get worse. And it's it's – uh, there's nothing. I mean, I, maybe structurally that what they're saying is true. I'm not a doctor. I, I understand that there is a protocol, you know. But but I do know that he's had an, an inordinate amount of pain trying to play with it. Number one, and Tom, his performance is is spiraling the wrong way. I mean, he has been an inaccurate quarterback through much of his career, 
in terms of you know completion percentage and stuff like that. But at the beginning of the year, when he was healthy, he was doing a much better job with that. Now he's having trouble completing passes that he normally would make those throws. And uh, I just think that you know the Bucks face a decision now at two and six. Look, this season is not going to end up uh, you know beyond their last regular season game. Um, and so that said. What are you really playing for? Well, what you're not playing for is to get your quarterback in a situation where he ends up with surgery somewhere down the road and jeopardizes next season as well. We, we have a good example of that in Indianapolis with Andrew Luck. I keep saying it. It's a mm-hmm. different injury. I get that. But, you know, Luck came out and said that he revealed he had been playing with a torn labrum since 2015. So, you know, these guys are not going to shut themselves down. And at some point, they got to stop worrying about winning on Sunday and start thinking about just what, what, what do we have to do to protect this quarterback who we still think is, is the hope of our franchise. There were throws that he made on the game Sunday, Rick, and I, you're exactly right. He's always been an inaccurate passer, and he's always going to struggle with that and particularly struggles on a deep ball. But he had a wide open Deshaun Jackson that he basically threw out of bounds. Out of bounds. Uh, there, there was the other play. Plays where he had like Mike Evans on just quick slants that he was bouncing the ball up there like he was a, a shortstop bouncing one over to first base. And I know he's inaccurate, Rick, but I but he's not that inaccurate. I still believe that he's that that shoulder's bothering him in such a way that he can't be the complete player he is. I'm not trying to excuse him. I'm not saying that that right. that he he can't play better. He certainly can play better, or that he's that it's only because of the injury that he's struggling. But you cannot tell me that that is a quarterback who's 100% healthy because he makes a lot of those throws that we're not seeing him make right now. Well, all I know is, uh, with the exception of the, you know, the second half in particular at Buffalo, uh, which was right after the injury, uh, he's not gotten his team in the end zone until, you know, I mean, he, he didn't do it today. It was, it was actually uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick that did it at, at the end of the game. So, you know, it, it, you look at his body of work since that injury, and it's not been good, and it's trending downward. And I have to believe that there is some element of that, whether it's the lack of practice. Uh, even though he practiced Wednesday, he was limited. He's not doing everything. And I don't see how the shoulder, we thought it was getting better because he was able to practice on Wednesday. But I'm telling you, man, uh, you see his, you see the way he holds himself in, in coming off the field, and you know he's got to be in tremendous amount of pain for them to come out of the game. So I just don't know how much further they can go with him. Rick, you were in the locker room with me after the game. I watched him put on his shirt, and he didn't look like he had full range of motion on that shoulder. And I realized he had it all taped up, and he had just got done probably getting an x-ray to make sure there was nothing structurally wrong. And I'm sure how doctors will continue to look at it throughout the week. But just even even in normal activities, it looks like he's struggling with that shoulder. If, if I'm the Bucs, there's no way I'm going to play him next week. Unless he were to come out my, Wednesday and can be completely fine. If he's feeling a little bit of pain at this point, two and six, and the Bucks will never admit this, and even Jameis will never admit this, and maybe that's what you like about Jameis is he never gives up. They still feel like every guy in that room, I'm sure, feels like a 2-6. and six. We, There's no reason we can't go 10-6 and six and still make the playoffs. But if you're going to be realistic about this and you don't want it to turn into Andrew Luck, you have to do – look, you need to stop listening to him first off and let and make the decision for him. You're not going to play this week, Jameis. Well, I think today they did they, – they did not listen to him if, if in fact, right. he wanted to go back in, and they told him he could not play. And the difference between what's happening now, Tom, is that he's not able to finish games. I mean, these hits are going to keep coming. You're a quarterback. You're going to get hit. You're going to get thrown down on your shoulder. That happens in every game every day. But the difference is it's happening now when it happens with Jameis, regardless of the force or the impact, it's, it's starting to, to make it so that he cannot finish the game. And do you want to go into a game – 
not knowing whether your quarterback can even finish it for you. You know, just because he can start doesn't mean he's going to play well, and it doesn't mean he can go the four quarters. So I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, look, they got Fitzpatrick, who didn't play well today. Game was out of hand. Um, it's much easier to play defense when you have a big lead. And then, you know, and then Ryan Griffin, who's on IR, they have to make a decision by Wednesday whether to put him back on the active roster, which I think certainly they'll do now just because of the uncertainty of Jameis's shoulder, which is why he's on, you know, the recall list. Uh, and so we'll see where they go from here. I mean, they got the Jets in Miami coming up uh, these next two weeks. But, you know, this talk about, I mean, you got the sense from Cutter, from the locker room. There's some, there's some people that are really not only surprised of where they are, but not sure if it's ever going to get any better this season. And that's a lot. I mean, there's eight weeks to go. And I, I did not talk to anybody <laughs> that was confident that, that this was going to turn around anytime soon. No, it didn't seem like any many people had the answers. And I asked Dirk Cutter point blank, are you worried about your job status? Well, uh, you know, when you when you play like we did today, I mean, I'm concerned about every aspect, and obviously that, that's my responsibility. And he was not unsurprised by the question. It was, or not, I should say, he was not surprised by the question. He he certainly, I, I think, understands that there might be some people out there calling, calling for, for jobs because that's what happened. You lose games like this in a season like this, Rick, that, that's where people lose jobs. Now, I'm not advocating it. In fact, I, I wrote for the Tampa Bay Times and on TampaBay.com, I don't think he should be fired. I, I, not because I don't think he's, he's doing a bang-up job. Yeah. It's just I don't, I don't like firing coaches in the middle of seasons. I, I just don't know what it accomplishes. Well, it, it, you know, it goes back to, like you, you've said this before, too, like if the Glazers decide, and I don't know if that they have, but if they were to decide that he's not the guy, uh, and, right. and, and if they had enough body of work to do that, then why continue with him? But there's a lot of reasons you don't fire coaches, and they have not made a, pr- a practice of doing this during the season. The, the, one of the reasons is is that you still have a staff, and regardless of who you appoint as the interim, guess what happens? I mean, all those guys start worrying about the next job. I mean, they start right. calling around trying to figure out where because they know they're fired at the end of the season, and they don't work as hard. It's just it's human nature. Um, you know, it's musical chairs. There's not so many jobs. Pretty soon, colleges will be you know have openings and. And then the NFL will start having openings and, you know, they'll know that they're out of here. So uh, there's a lot of repercussions with with letting a coach go. And quite frankly, I mean, Dirk Cutter is going to bear the responsibility for this and he should because he's the play caller. And we can we can we can debate that. I asked him whether he thinks he you know should continue calling plays. And he said, hey, yeah, I mean, all, all uh, you know, all that stuff, everything's uh, under consideration at this point. I think it'd be hard to give that up in the middle of the year, but it, I've never, I mean, I, I've done this a while and it's so shocking to those players of where they're at right now because they really do feel like they have talent in that room. But I, I can't remember a team that has been more lost than this one. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm, yeah. no, they really don't know. And, you know, in talking to DeMar Dotson, he said, five game losing streaks. The good things don't happen after that. You've been around for some coaching changes, all kinds of weird stuff. I know you can't really focus on that, but it, are you concerned that you know this could turn into something more than just a, a lost season? You know, you, you try not to concern yourself with that, but you know, I've been around, you know, well, you know, with three head coaches. Yeah, that far, you know. So it's never good when you when you're not you know not not winning, yeah. especially when everybody you know. Expected you to win. Mm-hmm. We brought, you know, some big phrases in here. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not getting done. Now we're getting done. We, we look, we, we look miserable. Yeah. You know, so, you know, but it's, 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 it's us. It's playoffs, man. It's, it's, it's 
Because that's all it falls on. You know, I think coaches are doing a good job and putting us in a position yeah. to be successful. But, you know, it's, it's us that got to go play, and we, we're not, we don't want that not doing it. Yeah. And unfortunately, you know, you know, SHIT, yeah. you know, falls downhill and it starts at the top, you know, and, and it's not, it's not, it's not the coach, man. They, they going to take the blame, you know, Dirk will go up there and say, you know, it's my fault, but it's really not him. He's doing everything he can to put us in a position to be successful. I think you got the guys in here that can can help you guys one day at a time pull yourselves out of this a little bit. I think I thought we did. Yeah. You know, I mean, I thought we did. You still got eight games left. It's not like this. you got a lot of football still ahead of you. Eight games left, man. But, you know, we're two and six. Yeah, I'm not thinking about postseason. I'm just in terms of just like oh, playing no. better. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> got to go up, right? You know, we can't go nowhere above, <laughs> yeah, man. Right. But we don't go down. Yeah, you know, but, right, you know, right. I've been on. On the side of the fence, when you're two, two and six, guys start shutting down. Yes. You know, yeah. and, and it goes from two and six to three and thirteen. We don't want that, so. Yeah. I talked to Deshaun Jackson after the game, and I said, how stunned are you that you guys are two and six? Did you see this coming at all? And he goes, are you, are you kidding me? I, I never saw it come. I never saw two and six coming. And he said, but I believe there are good players in this room, and we're the only ones that can dig out. He goes, and he said, I'm not going to quit. I won't be the quitter on this team. And I don't get the sense that anybody's quitting, Rick. I mean, there may be some guys who, and DeMar Dotson's right, you do worry about guys shutting it down and start making business decisions when they find out that the season's out, is lost at that point. But I haven't noticed it yet. I haven't seen a player that looks like he's not trying or he's, or he's, or he's given a half effort in a bizarre sort of way. And I know a lot of people are going to probably react differently to this because I saw the reaction on Twitter. Even the way Mike Evans reacted, sticking up for a teammate shows at least anger. I think that was more frustration and anger than it was as much sticking up for his teammate with the incident on the sidelines. But I don't, I don't get the sense that anybody has quit yet. Now that'll be something to watch over the next eight weeks. Look, Rick, this thing now with. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film. If only in theaters, May 17th, Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The reason that they're two and six, and a lot of people will say I, that it's Jason Light's fault. Maybe they don't have the talent. Something's gone wrong. There's some there's some wires that aren't connecting. Either they don't have the talent, or the talent's not being used properly. But what if? And I know I'm going to sound like a you know glass half full guy here, which is unusual for me. Just what if this is just a bad month? I mean, can they be that much worse? They were nine and seven a year ago. It's the same team. In fact, it's the same team plus a couple of guys. Yeah, it's not the same team. And every year is different. And that's what you, you don't realize about, about the NFL, and it might be true in all pro- professional sports, is regardless, there's really – there's not a ton of carryover. You know, like you think there should be, right? I mean, the Patriots yeah. have Tom Brady, and they can, but they can change pieces every year. But even Tom Brady, Belichick will tell you when they win a Super Bowl, hey, we're not the same team. You're never the same team. And and you, when you add pieces, when you when you change personnel, when you lose, and this is going to sound sort of ridiculous, but Russell Shepard, right? Who was mm-hmm. Russell Shepard? Right. Well, he was a guy that played great special teams and was like their fourth receiver, maybe their third if there was an injury. But you know who he was? He was a leader on that team. And you lose voices in that locker room, then you add voices to that locker room. And 
you know, it, it just, I really believe that, you know, it's one thing to learn how to win and it's another thing to figure out how to keep doing it. If that makes sense. Anybody no, can I have understand. a winning season. Yeah. You know, Raheem Morris had a 10 win season. They couldn't, they couldn't carry it over. You know what I'm saying? Like it has to be a habit. We've talked about culture. Even Dirk Cutter on Friday on his radio show or whatever was doubting whether or not, you know, he had changed the culture because that was the big right. thing last year. You know, he thought, hey, I thought we were past this whole cultural thing, but there might be something to it. Um, I just think this team thought it would be easier than it is. And I think they, not that you take your opponent slightly, but I think they thought things would go a little better than they have. And, Tom, the single, this is undeniable to me, that the single biggest change this year to last year Mm-hmm. is the health of the quarterback. I the quarterback is yeah, not healthy. And you could no say, doubt. well, he didn't play well against Minnesota. Well, you know what? He's he's had games like that, right? He was sure. healthy then. But since that Arizona game in week four, um, I have I think that, you know, everybody always counted on Jameis because he was able to do this to make a play. And he can't make the third. If, if you can't make the third down throw, then you're not going to get three more plays or six more plays right, or nine right. more plays. That is not an insignificant thing, and he'll tell you. I don't. I don't think I'm doing a good job to to, to put our offense in, in in position to score. I know I'm not doing my job, so I have to do a better job. I'm not completing enough balls. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm just not. You know, I'm missing too many receivers. So that's that's to me the biggest change is the quarterback. And it'd be easy to say, well, your quarterback's hurt. That's why we didn't win. But I think it has something to do with it now. I, I agree completely that has something to do with it. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned the Raheem Morris name because I was thinking about this really after, right after the game that, yeah, they went 10-6. and six, And you play who you play. I get it. Everybody's schedule is what their schedule is. And they went 10-6. and six, But I look back and I thought that was, even at the time, I thought that was a fluky 10-6. and six. But I look at that Bucks 9-7 and seven last year, Rick, with, with a lot of the same players they have on this team. And that was a good 9-7. and seven. I mean, they beat Kansas City. They beat uh, um, Seattle. They almost beat Dallas in Dallas. I mean, these were they beat Atlanta. These are good football teams. They didn't luck into nine and Swept seven. Swept Carolina. Swept Carolina once with Cam Newton. I, I I never saw two and six coming. Not only did I not see two and six coming, Rick, the the six losses they have, most of them have not been competitive. Like they've uh-huh. been they've been embarrassed in these games, and that's what has stunned me. Yeah, in fact, and I think that's the biggest takeaway is that you know on this flight home from New Orleans. This this team and this organization doesn't really know what its path forward is. They don't know what the quarterback situation is. Uh, they don't know whether you know they should keep playing Jameis, whether Jameis can be able to practice. You know, they got to go through another week with that up in the air. Uh, they don't know that they're going to have Mike Evans, who's probably going to be suspended. Um, they don't know. You know, Dirk's second guessing every decision he's making, including you know calling plays. Um, it, it just they're so. There's so little uh, that's a known quantity that you can grab onto and say, well, we can do this. Hell, even Doug Martin today was taken out after, you know, gaining seven yards on eight carries or something. Right. And we don't even know, you know, what the plan there is with him and Peyton Barber now. I mean, there's, you know, there is just nothing to latch on to. And I, I, I don't know how, how much better it's going to get. I know this season has gone south in a hurry, Rick. There's not much hope. There's not many answers being coming out of that locker room. Dirk Cutter doesn't seem to have any answers. Jason Light looked lost after the game as well. But I will, I'm will. i saying this, Rick. I would stand by these guys for the rest of the season. And I'm talking specific, specifically about 
cutter and light. I would see how the rest of the season plays out. You got eight games left. I would shut Jameis down for a week or two until he got healthy. I would see how this team responds the rest of the way. I'm not ready to blow everybody out yet. Now, if at the end of the season this doesn't get any better and if we're still having these same type of games, then yeah, for sure, fire whoever and 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 replace people with coaches you think might be better. But I'm not ready to say after five games, and they were five awful games. They're, they feel like more than five losses. But after a month, I'm not going to say that everything that they've built up over the last year and month suddenly goes down over the last five games. I would be. I think they've earned just enough credit to to at least get a few more weeks here to figure this thing out. Well, they may get the whole season. I don't really know, but I don't. Um, look, two and two and six, it could become two and ten really quick. And at that yes, point, it could. you know, yeah. I mean, you're talking about a top three draft pick. I mean. This could be, you know, one of those Lovey Smith type seasons that he had when he first got here. I mean, it's I mean, you just that's the thing. Like you don't know what the bottom is yet. You know, there un, until you start to see some daylight, um, you know, it's you know, you can't see bottom. You don't know how much right. further you're going down. So uh there's still, if you can buy this, relatively injury free. Mm-hmm. Right, I mean, Jameis is the biggest. Although one, you mentioned Jameis, just real quick, I, we should mention this: Donovan Smith hurt his knee, and, that's and right. that's another reason why you might think about sitting Jameis yes. down for a week. Great point, great point, because Kevin Pampo has not played left tackle much, and when he went in there today, he did not do a very good job, and that you wouldn't expect him to, right. um, especially against Cam Jordan and those guys. But, uh, but getting back to your point, I mean, getting back relatively injury point, free, yeah, like that. You, you've still, you know, you still got your receivers for the most part. You might be without Evans because of suspension. You still got your offensive line, Sands, Donovan, Smith, who many people would like to see benched anyway. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah. At this point. Um, and, you know, defensively, you got guys back. You got Quan back. You know, you need you need Brent Grimes, and, and maybe he'll come back. Um, I thought it was curious today, too. They played Hargraves in the slot. I thought he had been playing better the last two weeks, and for some reason they think Robert McClain is a better player. Uh, and Ryan Smith, which is weird to me that your first round pick can't can't start for you. But um, you know, so my point is, there will be bigger obstacles down the road. I mean, the more you play, guys will be exposed right. to injury, and and you know, they've not had that. But again, I go back to the the single biggest difference between this year and last year is the play of the quarterback, mm-hmm. and it started out okay. Uh, Bump in the road at Minnesota, got behind some turnovers, then didn't have any, then won, won a couple games, and then he got hurt. He got hurt yeah. in Arizona, and they just haven't been able to finish the deal. And the defense, to me, Tom, just doesn't have enough back. That that defense is not talented enough to compete with the Saints and the Panthers and the Falcons. Their offensive personnel is too good. They can't rush the passer. Let's just agree. They cannot put they pressure don't. on the pass. Eight sacks in eight games. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, and you can't cover if you don't have Brent Grimes. And you can't tackle, it appears. Uh, there's nothing they can really do. And, and we haven't even mentioned Will Golston. The poor guy was, you know, strapped to a backboard and, and taken for a neurological exam. Thank God uh, he's okay. He's He flew home with the team tonight. But um, that is not a very deep or and or talented defense and I don't think that's going to get better as the season wears on either. 
you just you look at this team and you think, okay, if they could just fix this one thing, if they could just run the ball a little bit better, or if, they, if the quarterback would just be a little more accurate, or if they could just get better play from their pass rushers, or if they could cover like it literally is everything. And then, like you said today, they had the block punt as well, so even the special teams. But it starts with your quarterback, Tom. Yes, it does. Uh, oh, absolutely. Listen, it it listen, absolutely starts if, with Jameis Winston. If I don't think Jameis Winston can beat me, right, if yes. I don't think he can throw the ball down the field, and he threw two balls to, you know, Deshaun Jackson, again, got behind the defense. Well, when he threw him, he threw him out of bounds. He caught him right. out of bounds. But if I don't think you can beat me, right, I can shut down your run. I can yes. bring nine guys, ten guys up to the line of scrimmage and play man coverage all over the field. And you know what? That's pretty much what teams are doing a lot. They're daring Jameis Winston. And, again, I'll go back to I don't think he's healthy. He's never been extremely accurate. He can't get in any kind of rhythm. And right now, you don't know, you know, like literally, if he started on Sunday, do you know if you're going to get a quarter, a half, the mm-hmm. way that line's protecting? You know, you can't, if you can't run the ball, you're exposing your quarterback. If mm-hmm. you can't pass protect, you're exposing your quarterback. And the quarterback is hurt. So teams are coming after him. And, and I've actually seen, I thought Jameis take more sacks. You know, some of those plays, I thought he could have got the ball out of there, mm-hmm. you know. And now it looks like he's, if this, and I'm not, Look, he's a tough guy. He keeps his eyes down the field. But if I'm hurt, I want to see where that rush is coming from before some guy blindsides me and knocks me well, out of the game. Well, there was one throw, and again, I don't blame him at all, but he had the play immediately after he hurt his shoulder, and then there was a corner blitz, I think, on the next play. He got rid of that ball quicker than Oh, yeah, as a hot like potato. He's holding a hot potato in his hand, exactly. And I, and I agree with you, Rick. He's, he's, not only is he hurt, and not only is that impacting the way he throws the ball on Sundays, it clearly is impacting the way he prepares for the game during the week. If he's not out there getting the reps that he's supposed to be getting, and he's a, a quarterback that always has issues with timing anyway. I'm, what I'm looking at, Rick, is I'm looking at a quarterback, and I know a lot of people are starting to question whether he's the guy, whether he can be the franchise quarterback. All, And I don't know that he can be, but I know this. The, the player that I'm watching right now is not the player that I saw a year ago at this time or even two years ago at this time. He's not the same guy. And it's nope. because of it. Because, and I believe it's because he's hurt, not because he's digress, digressing. And I don't think that we'll ever know how he feels. Um, I don't think we'll right. ever know how sore his arm is. Um, and the fact that he can go out there and play is admirable. Uh, he wants to be with his team. He's still emotional. He's, he hates losing. absolutely hates it. You can see that in his eyes. It's, it's just it's driving him crazy. But, again, it's like, why do you have a backup quarterback on this football team? You know? Right. Again, once this season is over, you know, coaches worry about Sunday. Somebody – down the road has to say, why are we continuing to put a hurt Jameis Winston who's not playing well? Now, if he was out there shredding people, mm-hmm. you know, you might go, well, you know, yeah, he's sore, but, man, we're still winning games. He's still lighting – or even if they were losing games, he was shredding people. But he's not. He's not He's not effective. And I'm not saying Fitzpatrick is going to be better, but he's going to be healthier. Um, and he shaved his beard, which is the weirdest thing that happened. I know tonight. I didn't recognize him in the all of a room. sudden. It's like, wow, what happened to the what happened to the, the Fitz beard? And it is it just apropos anyway that they're playing the Jets? You know, we talked about this before the Buffalo game. Here come the Jets. So wouldn't it be apropos if he played again? I'm not cheerleading for him to play. I just think that they need a healthy guy out there. And right now, that's not Winston. But we'll see what, what they say on Wednesday. Yeah, we'll see what they say on Wednesday. Dirk Hutter will speak to the media on Monday. Perhaps he'll have a little more information. I'm not so sure he will. He didn't seem to have a whole lot of uh, information on Jameis as far as going forward and said it was way too early to speculate on what might happen Sunday. But Dirk Hutter will have a lot of questions to answer. I think he'll be the head coach. 
come Monday. Uh, but either way, we'll be back here recording our podcast, getting you ready for Tuesday. And like we said, later in the week, we'll get into more of what happened over the weekend, including a disaster for uh, the Florida Gators up in uh, Missouri. I guess it wasn't all Felipe Franks after all. Anyway, thanks for listening, everyone. You can find us on Twitter at Rick Tom Podcast. Give us your thoughts. Uh, tell us what your uh, maybe some questions you have about the Bucks at NFL Strad and at Tom W. Jones. Thanks to our producer, Steve Versnick. We're heading back to Tampa, and we'll talk to you uh, on our next podcast on Tuesday. Take care, everybody. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.